The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here, a, a draw and a defeat, back to the good old days of being a Wolves fan everybody. On the podcast this week we've got Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. And we've got Stu Hall. It is the season to be jolly. It is the season to be jolly. Uh, and also Stu's jumper by the way, it's a cracking jumper. Last year, didn't you have a snazzy hat? Yeah, the wolves. It's in that new Twitter profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit no, but you, no, you had another one. You brought another one where. Oh, the one with the, the, the scene on top. Yeah, like the, the snowman on top, the green yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it blows off too easy though. <laughs> it's, being blown off, it would be preferable to last night at the minute. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's in my house though. And by that you mean being carried by the wind. Carried by the wind, of course. Being carried by the wind, everybody. I'll change. But I'll put it a temporary profile so people can see so, as well. Just so people know, we might yeah. take a picture. We've got yeah, we'll get, it's an Android tradition yeah. now. We'll, what, what Stu's wearing yeah. that at Christmas? Which are great, honestly. Well, I did to be fair, we could do that every week. Yeah. with yeah. Stu. because you've got some. Um, the trainers match the arms as well. We're not going to reveal what the jumper is, but it's a Christmas themed jumper of a certain kind, and it, it is great. Is it because of a certain movie that's? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh. I'm going on Twitter blackout. And, oh, it's, it's epic. I'm only four <laughs> Again, days. we're just being cryptic at this yeah. point. I'm only 4D as well. I've never done one of them before. Ooh, they were 4D? All, with all the smells and the wind and stuff. And the, oh, I don't know really? how that would work I don't know. Major films. What should we use here, Gary? Special, some garlic? Yeah, it's put some garlic. Especially a fancy film. Like It's mm. not really... Well, it, it, it's fantasy for you. It could be real in some people's eyes. It's a re- religion. Well, no, to be to fair, recognize religion. it happened a long, long time ago. <laughs> so, <it's... laughs> exactly. I, I, who is in charge of deciding what smells go in certain places yeah. in the film? I just, yeah, I don't The get smell it. of a, a David Prowse. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty David Prowse. In a, is, who is, do you know who's playing? Uh, we're talking about Star Wars. We might as well lose that now. Um, the, the body of Darth Vader we're yeah, talking about. Um, it is... If you remember Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, you yeah. know, so not one of the main Guardians. <laughs> um, do you remember the scene where they're all, they're, we're all going probably geek now, they're all, they've all been captured um, to go on the prison, and there's that guy, that prison guy, the blue oh, guy, yeah. he's got the headphones, oh, he's on the trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. him, that guy, that actor, right. he's, he's playing the body of Darth Vader in this new version. Keeping it in the Disney family. Yeah. There was a rumour a while ago that it was going to be Seamus, aka Dewey Dewey wrestler Seamus. He's tall enough. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Just a fella. Yeah, you see the film. Like ginger beard hair coming through. <laughs> yeah, the, just took it back in. Just took it back in. Anyway, we better sadly get back onto things <laughs> to do with Wolves. Uh, we're going to talk about the game against Fulham, the thriller, the defeat to Cardiff, and we'll preview the game at the weekend against Nottingham Forest. But firstly, a bit 
of news and Bright Ennepecare and John Flatt have both signed new deals at Wolves. Quite good, isn't it, given the recent good form of the under-23s? Well, they're, they're still... It's just tying down more youngsters for a, a longer period of time, so it's just... Whenever we do these kind of things, it's all, it's never a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only when you... People like Zelly who you never worked for, mm. but the option was still there. So that's that's the thing, isn't it? Best case scenario, they stay at the club, lo- club long term. We, in theory, get more money for them because we've gotten tied to a contract. Mm. Worst worst scenario is they leave in three years' time, not for potential, and they go somewhere else. Yeah, and they're not mega bucks anyway, are they? Yeah. So it's a, it's a win-win, really. Yeah, especially tied, you know, they've tied down sort of quite two good players in most regards. You got. Bright, who, no pun intended, but has a very bright future ahead of him. And if he can unlock his full potential, could be a massive start. Alongside someone like Flat, who's very much an understudy goalkeeper at this point. And you're always going to need a backup goalie. Mm. So he might not be someone who plays for another 18 months for Wolves. But to have someone in the club who's got that, you know... Commitment in those regards, I think, is definitely a good thing to stop us. Well, you know. if you've got someone like that who accepts that that's their role as well, yeah, like the good old Andy DeBond in the glory days, you've got no idea no, who that is. No, yeah, even that's going over my head. He, he was in the first. He was in the first ever program that I bought. Okay. Oh, first right. year as a oh that's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I This is like proper <laughs> geeky stuff now. He was in the, that the um, the girl who topped the nutmeg one, the green one with the two black things. Oh yeah, I had that keep. It was proper padding, and you could yeah, wear it just as a jumper in the winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that. He was in that kit, and it was in the first ever program I had. That's why I remember that his name. I thought he's probably prison guard or something. Okay. <laughs> he never did anything, but that's the point with John Flat. We've got a keeper who, from I've seen him when in the under twenty ones when it was the twenty ones, mm. and he looks he looks steady, he looks sound. So from that point of view, it is a good thing to do. Sorry, have I missed something in terms of because you said. He, John Flat knows his role, and you mentioned Andy DeBot. Have I missed a story there? No, no. Okay. Andy no, just preserved goal. Andy DeBot was just the third choice. Oh, went, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. When you first said it, I was like, where is this leading to? No, there's no, <laughs> okay. Okay. no kind of legalities and stuff. What they've done again. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to behave today as much okay. as possible. No, he was like when you get the team, the um, team photo at the start of the season, mm. but mm. before pre-internet days and Geo City sites. Yeah, um, when you had the Express and Star and the, the team photo was in there. It was always Moistel, then Paul Jones next to him. Andy DeBond was the other one. Andy DeBond. Oh. I'm just I'm having flashbacks of that kit now. I had that goalkeeper. I think that was my first goalkeeper kit of Wolves. I never had that kit. one. And my mum's boss, Steve, has got it and he won't sell it me. Steve, what are you doing? For Christmas, I mean, yeah, it's an adult one as well, so not like you trying to buy yours, it'd be silly. <laughs> Uh, so great uh, for Brighton and Flat to have new deals. Uh, just before we go into Fulham, just to remind you that you can still relive Wolves players of present and past using Fancast Advent all throughout December up until the 24th of December. We've been highlighting former Court Wolves <laughs> players of yonder past with Fancast Advent all through the magic work of Richard Hobbs on our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Wolves Fancast. We've got some good names in the last few days. Haven't we, Rich? Yeah, I've been particularly happy. I was particularly happy with Ludo Pole yeah. a couple of days ago, just because we could really, really do with him. And then like you found a picture, pictures of him without blood all over himself. I know. I was like, but I still managed to get the headband shot. Yeah, yeah. Same as like the George Nadal one, because like, you know, I don't know anything about photography or whatever. But like, 
the only photos you've got of Nadal after like either the Leicester goal, Preston goal or against the Albion or Newcastle in the Cup. Those are the only pictures mm. that exist of him. But they're so like <laughs> but they're so always on like a hospital bed. But they're all like really iconic photos, yeah, yeah. which has been pretty cool. And we've had uh, Oleg Lutini as well. Yeah. In there. So we've had some great, you know, if you really want to relive some players of, of past and you think, but, oh I forgot about that player like Andy Devon favourite. Yeah. Um, he went on loan to Hartlepool. Played seven <laughs> times. This, seven, this is going downhill. Seven yeah. times for them. So years ninety four to ninety seven with us. Yeah. Right, so he's here for a while. Yeah. Then he played. He went to Hereford and played twenty seven times. And then stayed at Bridgemore Green and Wigan. Also, yeah, like a proper Midlands yeah. early oh. teacher. You know, I was going to say there is a grand list of players which me and Dave went through before December. The only player who's definitely been placed is for Christmas Eve, which. Obviously, is it's under wraps. It's under wraps. Not even Dave knows who it technically no, is. No, I, yeah. I, I don't. Because I did just, I did just throw a dart at a list of players <laughs> in my imaginary room. Uh, but yeah, you can, but yeah. you can, you can really fancast advent uh, Twitter at WGFC Fancast, uh, Facebook Wolves uh, Fancast, and Instagram Wolves underscore Fancast, and you can relive those those people on there. You never guessed that one that I sent you, though, did you? The one that no. I posted. That I thought, no, if someone gets this from just a picture of me not saying his name. This is some genius because I, I I had to look in my pro I had to go in the loft to get my program box to be sure that the picture was of him and it was Jens Duvet. Good name. Yeah, there was one that was, was recommended to us and I've forgotten his name now, but he's currently the assistant manager at Forest. Uh, there is someone did I've forgotten who recommended it to us. Assistant uh, manager at Forest. He's the assistant manager at Forest. Oh, Rich, Fil- 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 was it Finkler or something? No, like Rich is doing some uh, research well, at the moment. The difficulty is, it's finding a player who's actually got three photos of them in a wall shirt, which has <laughs> got a water mark on it. So, day one, I can, I can let you know now, was going to be Cedric Russell. Problem is, the only good photos of him are in a Coventry City shirt. Mm. I wasn't having that, so... That was another massive disappointment. When we signed him, I thought I'd hit the big time, yeah? Because someone with a bit of pedigree. Jens Dow. Jens Dow. Yes, Jens that's Dow. it, that's it, that's yeah. it. Um, I'll do these are the assistant manager for us now. But we'll see. Jens Duvet. That's who it's. So, so. Oh, we're all getting the links now. We're all getting links now. So, yeah. So, Fancast Lads event, find us on social media and relive some Wolves players from past. Right, let's kick things off of the two-game review with the eight-goal thriller on Molyneux on Saturday. Wolves threw four-all with Fulham. Wolves were 3-1 down at half-time and looked like that was it once again. But Wolves performed an absolutely stellar comeback to the 90th minute to lead 4-3. We thought we'd pulled off one of the best comebacks since Leicester all those years ago. But you knew what was coming and two minutes later, Fulham equalised. But you probably would argue that a draw was a fair result at the end of the day. Now, gentlemen, it would have been fantastic to win the game, given the circumstances as well, but it was a draw. Before we start analysing stuff about it, what was everyone's general reactions to the, I the draw? Yeah? I had a little giggle to myself, because it, was so, it just summed that whole game up. We were so pathetic in the first half, and then to actually put a shift in, and then thought, oh, let's just be in ball style, let's just, let's just throw it away again. It was just one of them, it, but like you said, you couldn't be deflated by it, because they actually showed something. And I actually showed a bit of fight for a change. And actually going, I thought it was the most exciting going forward. I've seen us since them three left. Mm-hmm. Well, since the, the Trinity was broken up. So 
for me, I was it was kind of like mixed emotions, but I was generally pleased by how it all turned out in the end, mm. really. Yeah, I think pretty much fans and players were kind of a bit emotionally destroyed by the end of the game because it was absolute roller coaster. I mean, you saw at the end of the game, all the players just didn't know how to react, and you know, I think they all just sat on the floor because on the wall side. We'd clawed it back from 3-1 down to 4-3 and then conceded in the last minute. But on the other side, you've got Fulham, who were 3-1 up, who were coasting, mm-hmm. to have then nearly thrown it away, to have nabbed a draw against a pretty rubbish side. Mm. Well, you kind of just pissed off or in the interviews oh, after. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, well, we shouldn't have never been in that position. No. And they shouldn't have been. But for, for a change, we actually pressed them. And that's, that's what got into last night. I was actually looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with the team. The big surprise, of course, was Harry Burgoyne. Burgoyne, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Burgoyne, who is at the moment the fourth choice uh, keeper at Wolves, who got uh, his senior debut ahead of John Flatt. Both Hakimi and Lonergan weren't fit enough for the game. Did anyone else have the kind of double-take reaction when they saw the team shoes? I'd heard... So I was going to say, I'd heard rumours. Like I think it kind of been leaked earlier that neither Lonergan or... Akimi were going to be fit, yeah. and um, and I kind of assumed, well, it's going to be flat then, yeah, and then sort of then had sort of a curveball. Well, actually, well, Harry, you know, Harry saved what was it two, three penalties against Sunderland under twenty three. So it's like, mm, okay, he's got the match fitness, so to speak, and yeah, and he's on an upper, yeah. But I didn't even notice at first because we all because everyone I've been talking about now, Lonergan and now Akimi, and we just assumed the rep the. the Flatwood play. So I was looking down the list and I was like, and reading it from the back, I often. And then, I, then he said, Oh, is it flat? And I looked at No, that's not a flat. Who, who, who is that? <laughs> Self certification. Yeah. Um, who is that? And because I, I haven't been to, on the under 23 bandwagon yet, like mm. everyone else, I, I knew the name and I'd seen him once or twice in highlights and he looked decent shot stopper, but I had no idea who he was. Mm. He thought, Well, it's a bit. It's a bit of a bit of a muchness in our position to throw a young nineteen year old kid in, but we had no choice. Yeah. What was it? Throwing a nineteen year old in or throwing a twenty year old how old's flat? Twenty one, twenty two? He's, he's definitely older than me. Yeah. But he's gonna be the next grade up, isn't he? But so where's the other like... one gone? Where's Woody? Oh Joe Woody. Oh he's, he's under eighteen, isn't he? Yeah. So I think he's still one step behind for going. The one who But yeah, um, to be fair to him, I, I thought he played really well. Yeah. That double save mm. Was as good as any keeper anywhere. Yeah. To get up that quickly from that, because it, it was it was quite low down, and he had to kind of bend his body rather than just throw himself. That double save was superb. I mean, it was a big turning point in the game, to be fair. Yeah. Because it was at three one, and in the first half, Dicko missed a really good chance at one nil. That and was. You talk about and you know you get these points in a game where you can always see the tide turning. And at that point, it was like, shit. This 19-year-old's kept us in it at this mm. point. It was almost like, this is a point where we need, really need to pull our fingers out. I think with Bergoen, wasn't that he had a bad game and he did everything that he was probably told to do, mm. but you could see, you know, he wasn't, he was basically told, don't come out of your six-yard box for any crosses. Just stay on your line, do your very basics, let your defenders do all the work for you. Mm. I don't mean that in a, necessarily a bad game because he's got no experience at that level if that is what he was told or if that's his style 
because especially I'd be like, worried if that's his style though we'll get onto that last what yeah. I saw last night it seems very much to me that he's more Michael Oaks than Hennessy or Akimi. Mm. Um but <clears throat> he said he, he didn't look phased by no he looked confident which and, is what you want though yeah. in coming it's, in those situations I mean his kicking was really sound I mean it, it was again interesting but actually for the first 60 minutes of the game he kicked it in the same spot every time just to a right of the halfway line and it was yeah. clearly not and again I've got no problem with that because he did it bang on every time yeah. well, didn't rush one it was, it was in the second half where the second half where we needed to be a bit more adventurous and all of a sudden you could see him like hitting you know almost a corner flag at some point I mean, it was great there was that one where he um, he kicked it out wide to the left hand side yeah he kicked it and he, um, it slightly it was slightly of hitting he didn't mm. judge the bounce but it was pinpoint it was yeah. straight to him and like it really stretched out of the play and it was yeah. you know it's like there's clearly a lot of ability with him um yeah, I mean, the things like you're not coming for crosses, and I mean, I don't think it was at fault for Fulham's second goal, but I'd think if Akeem was there, he'd have come and claimed yeah. it. But he's 19 in his first league game, yeah. and he's got experienced players in front of him to help yeah. him out. And probably you'd think he'd probably, how many games would he have had? He'd probably had two days training with him. And well, he got told two hours before. Yeah, I and mean, he would have been training with the yeah, with the yeah. first team now. Um, and you think, well, if they'd been training, you'd you'd find out, you'd find out what type of keeper he is. Yeah, if they've got any brains, which last night. Mm. Um, and you think, well, if that's where he is, the defenders mop it up. Yeah, that's they do their job. The keeper stays where he is. The defenders head the ball away. Mm. With Akimi and Hennessy and all the others we've had, like that, and Matt Murray. They'll come and get it. Defenders, they're going to They'll just stand there, block the player off. Job done. Sadly, Danny Bash had been commanding there. Mm. It's clear that as soon as it, the first couple of balls came into the box and he wasn't coming for it, you think, OK, well, that's an, on the top of keeper he is. You, you deal with it. Danny Bash mm. leadership again. And mm. we got away with it on Saturday for a large extent of it. Mm. Well, um, we didn't, though, because... No, from... They, from, he's, from I mean, there was the, the second goal, but... Yeah, but as I say, I'm fourth, because, <coughs> you know, the, the basics of kind of goalkeeping is that, you know, you command your six-yard box. If You know, if you're not going to be like a Wayne Hennessy, you know, basically how all Wolves goalkeepers have usually trained, which is if the ball almost sits between six-yard box and penalty spot, you can come and claim it and clear everything out in your way. And fair enough, but you claim your six-yard box. The second goal the ball came into the six-yard box and he doesn't come for it. Their uh, goal, at the, the fourth goal, again, sort of something quite similar, where it essentially goes over the six-yard box and comes back again. And again, I'm not really blaming him, but there needs to be a bit more presence. And you've got... Um, and clearly, like, Cardiff did their work on Tuesday because it was a big swinging ball onto the back stick, which, if you've got an inexperienced goalkeeper... He's not going to move from that position, so he's got to make sure he's claiming them. Um, and again, I'm not trying to discredit him, mm-hmm. and it might and say it's it's what he's having to learn, and he's having to sort of carve her learn the hard way in a bit. And you know, must you know, must suck for a guy who's put in a, two very good displays and made a really good account of himself to be sitting here and he's conceded he's, six goals. He's put in one good display last night. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, get on to that. What's my call? I think Dico. I think well, I said this to Reek. Well, Reek said mentioned it first on Twitter about Dico. 
Dico does not look like the same player at all. Well, I mentioned this on the podcast. I said I'm worried that we're not we're, we're not going to see, see the, that, the Dico. With, with, with I think he looks more of a player he was two seasons ago on Saturday than he's looked in the last ten nine oh, his, games. His movement and everything is you can't fault his movement and his effort, but his shot. I know you get match fitness, but that predatory. Did he ever thing, have it though? Yeah. Because no, think about it, like, because <coughs> he scored goals two seasons ago, but it wasn't, he, he a won. lot of it was because of Sacco, and then the rivalry, rivalry with a phobia in those regards, and then he didn't score, did he score any in the league before he got injured? But he wasn't missing chances like he has been, that's the thing. I can't remember, if you think back, how many chance, glaring misses he actually cocked up. Hmm. There ain't many at all. And yeah. That one that led to their... Equaliser on Saturday. You think, well, you could have fell on it. You, you yeah. A broken toenail could have knocked it in from where, from where he was, and he, I don't know how he even managed to do that. And um, just spin his body round. And I mean, last night he was isolated, yeah. but yeah. I just don't think he's the same player at all. I think it looks like the sadly the Ebans Blake situation again, and it's it's horrible well, to that's, see. Really, that, that's it's, a, it's, it's a fear, isn't it? And hopefully. He will come back. Yeah, hopefully, I'm completely like, wrong. This but. is kind of, I was going to say, it kind of links back to my whole thing with Siggy last season. It's a slightly different kettle of fish, but they have pre seasons for a reason, and it's to get them built up from. Oh, that's the chips. Mystery buzzer. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's <Okay>. fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, you know, you have pre season for the reason it's to build up this base fitness, it's to play. Six to eight games when and if a player doesn't have that, if they get injured at the start and it's a niggling injury and it puts them out for a month for a pre season, then they don't tend to have a strong season or they their fitness drops. And Dicko was in and out of pre season, he picked up another injury, if I'm right in thinking. I think he picked up a hamstring injury, yeah. He was, he was like, you know, so actually, so his fitness wasn't almost where. It needed to be at the start of this season, so he's almost playing a bit of catch up with himself. Now, after what ten games, league games, you'd kind of hope it's all there now. Yeah. But yeah, he hasn't got that spark. He looks that. He looks like the player we're on loan mm. when they're playing yeah. him on the wing. That's what he looks like to me at the minute, and it looks like it's just that instinct's gone. I don't know how how it can happen to someone like that mm. who it's when like bullies when bullies talked about it for years. He had no skill, but he had instinct. Mm. It never left him. Even when he was injured and he came back, and he was just right back on him. We did go. Uh, if you can coach that back, I don't know, but it just looks like it's gone from him at the minute. Mm. Let's go. Let's go through some of the goals that happened on Saturday. The Wolves opening goal was Courtney Hawes. It was the first time. Someone apart from Costa or Edwards has scored for Wolves since the 1st of October, which is a glaring <laughs> stat there. Uh, but nice little head. It was nice. It was his first goal for Wolves as far as I'm aware as well. Yeah. Nice little header into the from from the from good the set, set piece. piece. Yeah, yeah. well works. I mean, a, a good set piece and Wolves don't go no. together very often. So it was very that. refreshing yeah. to see. Uh, also, full credit <laughs> to Fulham's third goal from Kearney because that was yeah. a, it was a wonder goal. And wasn't that from from my angle? Did there take, was a deflection. I thought it took a nick. Yeah. So, I don't think so. I think it was a deflection from my angle. It looked like he just went straight in. But it was a great goal. Yeah. Great kind of the, the set up from the corner as well. I mean, just the technique of how he, how he swerved his body on it. I mean, I, 
half the time that's going to be blazed over or mm-hmm. do that for a, a throwing or something. But he connected. Did he win goal of the day? Because I know he was in, in contention for it. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. It needed to be. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about the silly foul that Bart gave away for that free kick though, <laughs> with the player heading towards the byline, going absolutely nowhere, just going. You know what? I'm just going to clip his heels here and fall <laughs> on top of him. That's what I mean. It's it's classic. Yeah, it was, I was so, okay. Like fair enough. Great finish. Like again, you feel sorry for Harry because. I mean, it's not the first one. He had absolutely yeah, absolutely no chance. Oh, that was a great finish as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's just no. it, you get beat by parents technically like that. You got just hold your hands up to say, "Well, fair play." Yeah. Uh, we then had Wolf's second goal from Doherty, which I'm, I'm all right. I think it was Dicko initially had the chance that was kind of saved off the line or was saved by the keeper. Someone had the chance. It was going I in. Think it, it was, was Dicko. It got saved. And then got Doherty put back to Cody. Then drilled it across the goal, and then and Doherty, Matt Doherty just, just mm, running from nowhere. Yeah. It was on ultra attacking mode at that point. <laughs> was all out attack. Just <laughs> get in there. Just blooted it in, and then uh, the third got the equaliser. We didn't think it would happen. Great goal from Cavallero, and, and the pass from Doherty as well. Yeah, yeah. superb. But yeah, great goal from Cavallero. Yeah. That's the type of goals that you are expecting to see from this. Yeah, moment. it was like I can't say it. I think in my match blog that. It almost reminded me of Saka in a way, but how sort of direct it was, right. He was off the leash. Yeah, it was like, you know what, I'm going towards the goal and I'm levering this as hard as Mm. I can. And to be fair, it was one of his best games for us. It might be because he played a, you know, a solid, what was it? Did he play all game in the end? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, he he got 90 minutes under his belt. Second half, again, similar to Derby, funny this, but they had a bit more freedom second half and pushed higher up the pitch and he was more effective. But, you know, he's not the sort of player who's going down easily. If he gets fouled, he gets back up again. And he's he's, he's right. got a real direct he's, presence about he's him. He's bulked up now as well. And he, yeah. win, he, he can win the ball back quite easily as well. I noticed that yeah. on Saturday. I thought he had, a, like you say, Richie, the best game I've seen him so far this yeah. season. More he's like a, the player that we're all expecting to, yeah. to see from this guy. And then the what we thought was the winner from Wolves, from classic Dave Edwards once again, but it was a... Fantastic goal! A goal out of nowhere. The cuteness of that angle. I, mean, I, don't, I still I've watched it about five or six times then. And it, it must have just gone through the keeper's put his hands up. It must have gone through his hands. Mm. Yeah, it was just the sheer pace of it. Pretty much did. Because yeah. there's no way he, he could score from there. Yeah, and impossible. You watch it kind of swing his body. You're just thinking, oh, he's going to go over. He's going to put it across the goal again. And it's just all of a sudden it's a goal. It's like what? I, I was so confused at the time. Because it was in front of me. Because as you say, I was like, he's gonna, cut, he's gonna have to cut that back. But Dico is on the floor, still stropping about, missing a bicycle kick. No one else is there. Wait, wait, it's in the back of the net. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. But David was once again a goal. He had a good game as well. Yeah. Well, he had a good second half. Mm. I think that that was the thing. It's almost, it's almost unbelievable where you got attacking players and you let them attack. They play better. Yeah. Mm. So, and yeah. It's like when we press. Teams higher and we are positionally higher up the well, pitch. Who we thought, stop them getting the space in our half. It's amazing, isn't it? And Fulham were dropping further and further back as we were actually attacking them. It's genius. Yeah, it's like do you notice how Kevin McDonald did really well for the first sixty minutes of the game? Like when we gave him like all the time yeah. in the world. Then like his second half when the pressure was on, he was less influential. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's magic, I reckon. I'm going to give full, uh, credit to Fulham because they were great, weren't they? On Saturday, they, they, especially that midfield three, they were good. The best thing I've seen at morning. The season. best midfield we've yeah. had down here so far. 
Yeah. Um, but then, ready with the worst thing we've done then here and look where they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who needs the strange things? Yeah, the, way they, the way they kept the ball in midfield and were so good at not just keeping the ball, but progressing it as well. Yeah. well they weren't just keeping the ball for the sake of it. They, you know, they'd always be looking forward rather than just sideways or backwards, just to make sure they had it. And yeah, yeah. Did, did anyone else come off well on Saturday for Wolves? Anyone else you thought notably had a good performance? I just thought, I thought Doherty, the Doherty for me was man of the match, mm. and it wasn't any. It was Doherty or Cavalera. Yeah, but I think they complement each other quite well. Almost like when. Um, Saka and Goldborn on the same side. Yes, yes. Mm. It's a similar kind of relationship. Obviously, the, he's right-footed and he's talking about different qualities of players, but... Well, yeah, they're both right-footed, aren't they? Yeah, well, Cavalera, I think he's both, kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a way I've ever seen Doherty use his left foot. I was just thinking that. Because he does cut in a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. He? That's a um, question yeah. that needs answering, but he has. So I was going to say, this is still <laughs> Has he ever used his left foot in life in general? Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> he was hopping along yeah. everywhere. Oh, even, oh, even to geez. open the door. Yeah. yeah. Keep the door in your half yeah. Amazon parcel. Yeah. Um, who was your. So, uh, who was your working man's man of the match? Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. You're yeah. dotting your cap for Matt Doherty. I'd, I'd still give working man of the match to uh, Big Ivan. Big Ivan. That's what he's called. Big right? Ivan. Big Ivan. <laughs> Cav. <laughs> he's called Cav around the training ground, isn't he? <laughs> uh, see, I had the um, official Twitter account that tried to get this uh, comic comedian thing going on. No. Cava, 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 No, look, we, we've established this. He's the Cavalero. song from... He's the Canyonero song from The Simpsons. <laughs> Cavalero, Canyonero. We're not having anything else. <laughs> South Bank will be singing Cavalero. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> That's what they'll be singing. Just, yeah. Not in your mind. In my mind. In my mind. <laughs> when I started to say more like Graham Kelly. You are. <laughs> in my mind, I'm saying, I'm, it sounds to me like I'm saying like... With Graham your husky Kelly. voice. Yeah. <laughs> and the ladies might be liking it. That's all the... Stew after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's where things get a little blue. Uh, so all in all then, against Fulham, it was... Uh, <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Um, things got fucking blue last night <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the it was a draw perhaps a deserved uh, result all in all but uh, it was an entertaining game yeah it was yeah. a good game it was a good performance second half um, they rightly didn't get booed off for cocking it up at the end yeah. and there was no I, mean, I think most people did clap them off I didn't see anyone oh, did. anyone just walk. there was a guy who I'd never seen before in front of me who left um, about 10 minutes into the second half Oh, I can't stand this. Oh, I don't know why I bother. Why do you bother? I haven't seen you before. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he goes, oh, I'm going to the pub now. I can't, can't handle this. And his mate turned around at the end and he said, he's handled this one. <laughs> right, let's go into the depressing, more depressing bit of the podcast. That was Wolves' defeat uh, last night away to Cardiff City. Wolves did take the lead. Only after two minutes from a stunning goal from Matt Doherty. But in classic Wolves fashion, Cardiff pulled it back with minutes to go to win the game. Stu was the fancast advocate at the game. <laughs> Stu, firstly, let's try and start on a positive note and talk about Doherty's goal. Out of nowhere, really. I think it was a stunning goal. And I watched it again today. It looked like it took a slight nick. If you, if you look at so it you again, say, I don't think it took a nick. Because <laughs> when, when it went in, and 
Because we were I was look, looking around at each other, like, what's the keeper doing? So he's just standing there, like the, he stood there, like he had been moulded from the Sabutio goalkeeper range. Yeah. And, and he was still on his little on on the little um, lever. Yeah. And someone forgot to pick him up and move him. So he just stood there, and his arms were in the air. I thought, well, who's that cunning? But it was a brilliant striking. Mm. But we just said about Doherty cutting inside, and he just shocked everyone. Mm. There's a, there a few people still at the bar because we only took just on, just ran about six hundred went last night mm. and suffered that. Um, they only opened one bar up downstairs, ah, okay. so there was quite a few who missed the goal completely. And the telly was, they didn't show it either, so um, so a lot of people missed it. And, and then, the, then the first half, because as I said, obviously I didn't go to the game, but from what I was reading, Wolves were okay, and Cardiff weren't that all that. It it was okay for the foot for about 10-15 minutes after the goal, because um, we we still looked like we were going to go forward. But in a conservative way, there was no yeah. like gung ho. We were winning one 0 away from home, even though it was against Cardiff. We were, at that time, were worse than us. Um, it was more a case of we've got we've got the lead. Don't be silly. But when we got the chances, go on. And Costa, to be fair, looked like he was trying, mm. um, and he was looking. To, I mean, up until he got knackered, which I don't know if the guy got booked for it or not. Mm. He just got took out on the on the byline. Um, it was a late tackle and he was off the pitch for a good five minutes getting mm. treatments then hobbled back on and, and he was replaced at half time you can think well that looked bad mm. and he tried to run it off and it never would but and all we saying about Cavalero he didn't go forward it was like he had no licence to go forward mm. and the more the game went on especially the first half the more they kind of they were sitting in the in our own half trying to get him on the break from about about 25 minutes into the game, you think, you know what's going to happen here? Mm. And the enigma that is the hating man, George Savile. To be fair, had a decent game, decent yeah. first half, in his actual position. You're, sta- you're starting to um, come to a dark side, aren't I'm you, over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need more water. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he was, um, he was okay in central midfield, he was all right. Compared to the other two, who were absolutely abysmal. Okay. Sace, been it. But, but hang on a second, Stu. Sace mm. is the midfielder that needs to play. What's going on? What He, he needs to play with himself. <laughs> so he'd have, he'd, have, he'd have more pleasure, and so would we. But that I don't know what happened to them. Because Edwards was... Edwards was... Cheers. We have Edwards was completely anonymous last night. Mm. Um... And the midfield, we got uh, we start as soon as we started to get overrun in the central midfield. That's when it started, and that's when the silliness started to happen. And I mean, it was all it's everywhere anyway. Everyone knows how bad Earth was. I mean, he looked like a guy who'd never seen a ball in his life. Mm. They learn a football. <laughs> oh, this we're in a spherical object. <laughs> so second half comes and Cardiff just oh. go 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 for it from from the off and. Wolves are just defending for the it life. It sounded like we defended did. quite we well. Did. That we was, shut them out. That's what I was saying. Then, even though that started to happen, there was never any real danger in the first half. I mean, there was a couple of a couple of ones where he's they had chances to head out with the bar, and mm. but there were not half chances. There was nothing really concrete that you'd say, "Oh, they should have scored from." Um, you think, "Oh well, we've got into half time, regroup, come back at them second half," and it was a complete opposite. Mm. It was a complete shambles. Um, Oilfer was bad. Danny Bath was 
mean, he's not. I don't know how Tim Spears has given him a seven. Absolutely no, no idea in the world how he's got a seven. I mean, from a defensive point of view, where was he for the second goal for the winner? And I'm skipping ahead in the timeline, but if we've seen West, have you seen Westworld? No, I haven't watched any of that. Oh. I've yet to get. I, I, I know I'm going to get hooked, so I'm thinking. Quite a week over Christmas. Well, you've got a year because season two, eight till twenty eighteen. But if you want to avoid, year. if you want to avoid oh. spoilers, get on it. It's good. Okay. Um, so you can't do the Westworld reference now. I'm presuming. No, well, it's time. It's about time hopping anyway. Uh, it's about okay. it's about the. Can Western. we just do a memento link and then we can somehow bring in Paul Gladden? Shift not reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, it all links to the Fantastians. <laughs> Maybe Westworld is set in Shift not Bolton. We're free to look I would have even had Paul Glenn on last night. Paul Glenn would have actually made an impact. Dicko was completely isolated. Um, Sage had the worst game in, in living memory. And it, it was like putting Steve Corica as a defensive midfielder. He was, there was, he was one, on Fancast Advent, by the way. Uh, just to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give you a little, little subtle plug there. <laughs> yeah. he, Not even subtle at this point. <laughs> There's one point in the second half, he had the ball, lost the ball, and then jumped on the guy's back. And what are you Is doing? that what he got a booking for? Yeah, yeah. So he jumped on someone's back. And what are you doing? It's on a piggyback race. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And like, they completely lost their heads. Mm. Um, There's a point where the ball was going back to him, we were saying about Bigoin earlier. And Danny Bath, the ball came over, and this was towards the end. Um, and he just looked round, nodded at him, and it was tricking out. To, it was going down by the corner flag. And you're thinking, well, you know, he's not going to run out to the gun and get the ball from there. Yeah. And Akimi would have struggled for it. Mm. So he was staying where he normally stays, and they went, went and the guy just went and got the ball back in the corner flag. And it, it, was, it nearly led to more catastrophe. Mm. And you're thinking, well, you're the captain, you're the leader. You can't be messing about this kid like this. And their goal. Well, let's talk. Yeah, their second goal because the lead up to it is the whole. It shouldn't have been a corner. I don't really care if it was a corner or not. Right. Um, well, if it wasn't a corner, surely they wouldn't have. Well, they would have found a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you have situations where a decision goes against you. But so I, I'm, I'm sick, and I get so frustrated with the amount of fans who say, "Oh, it's terrible refereeing again." Always get a bad referee. It's like, well, I bet everyone else says that as well. You yeah. live, you've got to live with decisions, to be honest. Yeah, you, wrong. you can only affect, you can only, like, you have an influence to... on the things that you can have an impact on. And, yeah, it's a corner, but we need to defend it better, mm. in my eyes. And and, uh, so, so it became a corner, and the resulting corner... Was... Yeah. Well... It was a very easy goal for, for Cardi. It was like... We're going on to the Sabuya, we're going to like, console games then. Right. Okay. It's like when when you've had enough and you just put the controller down and let your mate score, or you go, oh, I don't know, I'm 6 0 down now, I don't care. Because no one made any effort to do anything. Danny Bath jumped under the ball, under the flow of the ball, nowhere near it. I often just stood there, no attempt to get the ball, and young Harry was just, he was in no man's hand. Mm-hmm. He gave her, he didn't jump. And I don't think the guy headed it in, I think he just hit him and hit his shoulder or something, got <laughs> in. It was just you had a, to do so little fat goal yeah. it was almost embarrassing. I mean, he could have he could have sit there and had a shit on the pitch, <laughs> and it would it would have hit that and trickled in because no one fucking doing anything. It was it, it was that much more frustrating that no one was doing anything to to actually stop the toys. And it was so pathetically similar to Fulham's fourth goal. In fact, that it was a corner to the back stick. And all, 
You've got, if it's, it's going to the back stick, you almost you know you, you have as more. You've got more time to get to it and judge it and yeah. assess what's going to happen with it. It wasn't even whipped in. No, it was floating. It was looped in. It was a flowy corner, and there was three guys there over six foot tall, and then a guy who's got hands to catch a ball with, and it's they still managed to cock it up. It's ridiculous. And then, let's talk about moments later. We have a chance for Wolves to to take the lead again. Savile from a, in a corner, and it's a, a wonder save from Ben yeah. Amos. And it's that moment of how are we not taking the lead again. I know people were slagging him off because he is who he is. That was a brilliant save. Mm. Absolutely brilliant save. And he couldn't put it anywhere. But how Ben Amos, when he played for he came from Man United Academy D and mm. he's got quality about him. How he how he redirected himself from that, it, it was just pure instinct. And mm. um, he could have had if he had hit it the other side. There's no saying that Amos wouldn't have put his arm down and hit side it there. He's had to change that and he yeah. get to it. And, like that's what you kind of told to yeah, exactly. Times. I mean, he's hit it from three yards out. He's blasted it and he's pulled off a save out absolutely nowhere. He's a world class save, mm. and there's no use to say what. Typical that it's against Wolves, yeah. isn't it? Typical. Well, <laughs> these things happen, and what he would have had been an absolute travesty. Mm. It would have been a travesty if we if we took the lead again because we don't we do nothing at all. And then obviously near the end of the game, they got the winning goal from Cardiff, but it was all. People are relating this to Danny Bart again. Everyone was out of position. I don't know where what he was doing. He was playing. He was where Sace should have been. Yeah. I don't know where Sace was. Sace was someone else. Um, and the fact that he didn't even put a challenge in, he kind of like just ran out, didn't he? He ran out, and he was like, you know, put his arms out, and he was like trying to. I don't know. He was like going to do the truffle shuffle or something. <laughs> he, was kind of, he, was, he made one step. Oh no, he's gone. He's gone the other way. But then. The guy's got. The guy's took a shot from just inside the box, and he's still got to be too. He's still got to be. I offer who just threw himself in in the way, but I think in a way, him throwing himself in front of the ball might have took Harry's eye off it a bit mm. because he was in his way. Um, it was a great strike again, but it was just a, a catastrophe, a calamity of errors all over the pitch from start to finish. There was no, apart from the first twenty two minutes for. First twenty minutes of the game, say. After that, there was no movement. No, I mean, when we did get the ball back, there was people. I mean, Edwards was doing little flicks and tricks. My boy, my Cardiff. <laughs> There's no need, and there was. It was. It was just embarrassing because mm. you get you get the ball back. All three of them, several as well. You get the ball. They'd look up. There was no one to pass to, so you got to pass it back. Mm. Which means it's inevitably going to go up to Danny Bath, who's just got a hooty airplay. But in a way, they had no choice because there's no one doing anything at all. There's no movement from Dicko, who's completely isolated anyway. So you'd think, oh, he's going to start running around. But even he was getting pissed off at the end because, come on, what's the point? Did, any, did anyone come out of the game well at all? Did anyone that you Steers did all right. Steers? Steers yeah. did okay. Um, it was Doherty, his goal, and he won't really. I mean, he's not the best defender in the world anyway. But he didn't really do too badly um, com- compared to the others. Mm. But it was, you think it's Steers and maybe Gladden because he didn't get on. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> I, I, think, on a real <coughs> I think I think with Cardiff's second goal, with Bart almost breaking the line, 
you've got to win that ball because otherwise you like look at um, Man City Leicester at the weekend yeah when all they had to do was drag one player out of position and it just leaves a huge gap and if you're not intelligent and the footballers and tactically aware of what's happening someone like Alan T. Pilkington is just going to drive into that space and score you know yeah. it's like rugby as well isn't it and I think I've said this not yet so I really like Andy for about five or six weeks I mean, he's been saving it all up yeah. tonight. You know, it happened again when I said when Ethan mangled himself in the forest school thing. On Monday, he's, um, he cut his head open and had to get the A&E and have it glued back together. So he hits his head off and laughs and happens. This is your son, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, not even back to Landau. Or <laughs> yeah. well, some random person that Stu decided to... Yeah, I've got Ethan E. Banks and Landau in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you got your son in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't do any harm in there. <laughs> yes. What was I, I don't know. I don't know how you've this, Johnny, but your son's okay. Let's, yeah, let's make fine. that clear. Um, hmm. Is your son okay? Yeah, he's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's all we want to clarify. We'll retweet that later. He's got some uh, his football awards from his uh, little coaching course that he goes ah, on. Okay. Healthy champion as well. Ah, look at that. Good dude drop for England one day. <laughs> oh, mate, mate. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, then Cardiff, disappointing. Oh, that's where I was on. I remember now. Um... I was saying about Iorfa, when Iorfa and House they've been pretty diabolical. Mm. Um, but when, the, in this run of form, they've played for England and been great. Mm. The only, when they play for England, they've got someone in between them. It, that, that person in between them has rotated, been different ones. All it hasn't been is Danny Bath. And it, okay. I mean, I know that Luke said he was going to play for England one day. <laughs> He might, yeah. play, he might play for England when he's about 50 years old, uh, but I, I, he's gone backwards so badly from where, when he came, when the first year in the Championship, when he was a great defender, mm. and he was a good captain and a good leader. Now, he needs taken out, because every other member of that defence has been dropped at one point or another. He ain't. He stayed there, and we've been equally as shit as ever. Mm. Every single time, all the squads have been rotated apart from him. And you've got to think now, well... When Williamson comes back in, who's going to be dropped? Probably Steering. We'll see. We'll see. All in all, then, we can't if disappointed given the fact that it was a, a game we needed to win, really. It won't it won even the fact that we lost. I mean, you take a defeat when we're used to that, but it was the manner of the defeat and the manner of the performance was so pathetic that that it, it was pathetic and it was tactically inept and that was all down to him. And I know he's only been here a month and whatever, but... He came over with that silly statement about, oh, we've got more players than the cast of Ben Hur. And then come out after the match and said, that, oh, no, the players couldn't cope because they were tired. Well, we've got a squad the size of Ben Hur, so why don't you use them then? <laughs> Fulham players were tired, were they? they? They managed to smash Rotherham. Yeah. 2 1. They played in the same game as us. So he's talking at his arse. And I would have Gary Rowett now. I'm changing subject, but it was. And another thing. <laughs> Right. She's about to walk out as well. <laughs> right, Dave, set the mic again. We're going. <laughs> right. Calm down. There we go. There we go. That's Cardiff done now. We're going to preview the game this weekend against Nottingham Forest away. Uh, Nottingham Forest currently in the table. I did have it already on my pre-approved phone. Pre-approved phone? That's like Pre-approved? Yeah, pre-approved. They are currently 16th in the table. Wolves are only three points behind them. how close the league is so far. Wolves are 20th. We're not in the relegation still, people, which is still a relief. Yeah. We're only two points <coughs> above that zone. It could be one tonight, one, one point, if 
Wigan were able to get a, a result against Newcastle. Uh, Forest do play tonight in Wednesday night when we're recording it against Preston, so you'll know the result by the time you're listening to this. And they've got Nottingham Forest have always been one of those teams where you would think, especially with the, with the money they've got, that they should do better, but they're always floating around mid-table. That's where they seem to be at the minute. I think they've picked up slightly with results recently. Nottingham Forest, what's... What do people think for the weekend at first for that kind of game? Because again, it should be on paper a winnable game, but you don't know at the minute. I went into the last night really excited, thinking, oh no, we're going to go forward, we're going to play attacking football, we're going to go forward, we're going to play well. I was vastly disappointed, hmm. to put it mildly. So I've no idea anymore. Hmm. It, it, nothing makes any sense. I mean, if if I offer is even involved in the, in the squad at all, it's a travesty in nature. After, he needs dropping for his own sanity and for his own for his own good really because he's getting pelters now and the people started to turn last night and when they start to turn on players like that who who are obviously really talented and several kind of leaders used to be but the, there's players in that team who need to be taken out of the firing line for the, our good and theirs mm. and what well, is, you can't say there's he's the only right back at the club no exactly mm. I mean right back is where you can even put Cody there Cody, Cody did an alright job in it. Cody, Cody's probably our most, our best right back this season. Yeah. Playing <laughs> he's been, I reckon I could make a fairly valid claim to say he's played better at right back for Wolves this season than he has in centre mid. Oh yeah, I, mean, I thought he did okay on Saturday. Though. I thought he had yeah, a no, decent he... game um, by his by his standards. I mean, he still was brilliant, and it was no surprise that Savile came in um, for him. But <coughs> you're probably right there, though. But yeah. You, yeah, but. Even this silver, Silvio. Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, yeah, I, I, he's I a right back. Yeah. Play him at right back. Not mess about. Yeah, I mean, I mean the brief times that Silvio's played for us, I've been. I thought impressed, he, he, did, yeah. he, he yeah. did well. He impressed. Uh, obviously, Forest before their game uh, against Preston um, lost their local derby against Derby. Three 0 before that, they had a, a two more home win against Newcastle United, as well. So. Team, then. Let's talk about team for, for Saturday because it is an away game, so you've got to think about how Lambert's going to set up for an away game. Uh, but in a perfect world, what would your starting lineup be? Presumably, Kimi in goal, presumably, if he's not injured. I think they said he's got a good chance of being back for it, to be yeah. fair for this. Because they said there's a, there a chance he was going to make it for <laughs> Cardiff. Um, so I'm assuming he'll be back. And yeah, you can't. I, I wouldn't think twice about putting him back in. Not yeah, you can't keep. I mean, he was. I mean, he's nineteen years old. He shouldn't be. He, he's not ready for this. No, and that's no discredit to him, is no, it? No, 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 no. no it, it, it's he's, he's a different style of keeper than we used to. He's put. He's been thrown into a deep end with a, a bag of shit in front of him. We don't know yeah. what they're doing. We've got no leadership, and he don't need it because he's going to stunt his development in the yeah. long run. Um, I don't know what because when they said about. In his brilliant um, interview, and he said we wouldn't think twice about an emergency loan keeper. And I was praying for uh, my man to come back. But there was a story uh, this week about uh, Man United apparently blocked a loan move for Sam Johnston, Johnston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the Cameron Borthwick Jackson, how he's been treated. Apparently, well, if he if he pulled his finger out of his arse and showed some commitment, then he'd play, wouldn't he? <laughs> That's his problem, though. I like. I said on the first game, the first podcast of the season, there about and my dad being a United fan has watched him on MUTV and he's a good player. And but he's just he didn't look arsed, did he? That was his problem. For play, 
I know he, he was messed about and stuff, but he was a, a player on loan. If you're on loan, look, look, compare a, him to, 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 to Costa, Helder Costa. Completely mm. different attitudes. He's in a different country. He tries his heart out everywhere. He throws himself on the floor every now and again. But he don't bulk challenges and he doesn't, he, at least he puts an effort in. Mm. All three Jackson just strolls around. Mm. That's why he ain't playing. Defence, defence, because uh, my, my concern has been that we keep chop, chopping and changing defence all the time and we've got to somehow have a consistent defence to, to to keep some kind of consistency going forward, but it's got to be a different defence once again. I'd so. definitely keep Stephen and Bart at the back. Because, you know, because yeah, Bart's it, not, it, simply it, because Bart's not going to be dropped and Bart and Stephen... I'll have looked better together again like yeah. before <laughs> so that seems to be the best the only thing I could I'd be tempted to play Doherty at right back and maybe bring Hawes in at left back what's you thinking Cogs attorney you've gone mad I know <laughs> <laughs> I want the problem is you can't steam him he's not a leader is he no Steeman's not a leader and he's he never pr- professed that, to be a leader the only leader we've got, he's still not fit, if he ever is going to be fit, um, in Williamson. So we're going to have to struggle around along with him there. But Doherty play what? Doherty yeah. is a decent left back. I mean, I, 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 I keep Doherty in. I, I, I bring Sylvia back, but I, I presume that's not going to happen. So, so. Sylvia will cut anyone, but I offer for his sake and ours at the minute because it's just not working. Um, uh, midfield then. I presume we're going with this classic 4 3 3 that was a. Yeah, the flat, the flat, the flat through. Just yeah, which is somehow incredibly flat in an attacking sense. So we can't like break between the lines, but somehow kind of gets merged up into like a weird abstract shape for when we defend. It just makes it incredibly easy for them. So what three would you play there? Because I know recently it's been Cody Edwards and Sace. Is that would you keep that? Would you change it? I reckon it might be Savile, Cody, and Edwards. Unless Prince is fit. If if it's that if that midfield lines up, we're going to get dicked on again. Um, however bad Sace was last night, I don't know why Jack Price is not playing. It doesn't make any sense now. Is that, that if that game last night was crying out for anything, it was someone to put the foot on the ball. So they stop pissing about. Let's just sort ourselves out and start again. And there was no one in the middle of the park to sort it out last night. Mm. Um, you know, I'd bring Price back in. I mean. Who would you play alongside him though? Because that's <coughs> my thing with this current play? system, this current setup is that well, Sace doesn't get the opportunity to get his foot on the ball and he's technically look, better than Price. So what's Price going to do in that position then? This was Sace, it seemed that he was dropping deeper. Mm. And until we, we kind of switched to a weird like, semi 4 4 2 on Saturday, um, which seemed to work for a bit. Yeah. Um, he's obviously got the technical ability because he's spraying balls around all over the place play him a little bit forward mm. so play Price and Sace that's never been tried yet I wouldn't mind say, uh, to be fair I think having them alongside each other might work because yeah. actually they're both relatively defensive minded mm. players I just don't see it, it, it seems to me that he's wanting one defensive and then two almost engine room players and not even like a more attacking one and Edward seems that he's been massively restricted well they? it's what we said all what we said last year we've said it for years anyway, that you play Dave Edwards in anything other than number 10 he's shit he can't yeah. do it he's not, that's not his role anymore he's what 30 years old now 31 mm, yeah, or something like that yeah. 
he, he's not a central midfielder anymore. He's a, a guy who plays just beyond the striker, a links play. He can't do. He can't play as a central midfielder. You're like sticking Kevin Nolan, yeah, back there, and you know he has a very set role which he can do quite well. Yeah, and it it, it, it he's got the players around him in that setup for him to gain more traction in that team especially and just by standing five yards further forward and he's clearly being told not no, to no yeah, it's not him it, it, yeah. it's the genius who's, who's in charge of all this playing him there and you think well you've got a guy who likes getting forward who likes breaking from midfield well keep playing there then you know what, you know, hard. You know what you almost need I, I'm just going off topic here um, he's, you almost need a, a, a video of kind of someone interviewing Paul Lambert and I'm not saying this as a joke I mean this seriously going through how he sees football and how he sees this system and how mm. you almost need like a whiteboard with those little round circles on and you talk about right this is why I play it like this and this is why certain players go in these positions so people just yeah. understand it more and obviously that's never going to happen but it'd just be an interesting piece to hear from someone directly who has obviously got the knowledge and the experience of, I think the uh, idea, of football. The idea is that they've got one player sitting and very mm. much making a five outfield defensive setup. And you've got two players who are just going to run up and down for you mm. and cover the middle third of the pitch mm. and sweep up anything to then pass it to three creative players. But that mm. does not work with the players that are yeah. there. And it needs to have two sitters and one a bit higher up. And it's when and we. When we tried in under jacket to try and play four four two after years of playing forty three one, and we, it always went wrong because mm. then players and they're pretty much very much the same group of players are used to playing forty three one. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you two sitters? You still have, you still get your three in the middle, just two drop further back and away from home. It's perfect. Mm. You still play Cavalero on the left because he is tracking back and he is doing his defensive jobs. He's now. doing fine. He, like yeah. his. His game, his, his game is working. Mm. On the right might be a problem because you don't know how bad Costa is mm. if he's going to play there. So and if Costa's not fit on Saturday? I'll put Tashira there. Tashira, yeah. Because you can't... You don't know what have options we have to be... No. I would I mean, Bright... No. No. Mr. No. 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 Bright was dull last night. Mm. Um... <laughs> I always feel sorry for Prince Bright <coughs> for yeah. all of them. Like, I also recommend Bright's Instagram story crazy. account. If you, I, there's just little ten second clips of him staring at his phone, looking at camera, and I'm just thinking this is building up to something here. This is building up to a go. But I just do you reckon he's like doing some sort of postmodern art? It's like a Shia LaBeouf thing. Yeah, yeah I really hope he's, he is. As Bright and up of my hair got Snapchat, because I can imagine him enjoying Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do that. But yeah, just check it out on Instagram. Bright Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, it's not it's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. At Bright Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we c- could end up playing Savile there yeah. on the right wing because we haven't got any. I mean, it's. I'd play Cody right mid, but I wouldn't play him right wing. <coughs> Sorry. Get um, out. Get, get out. <laughs> and then oh, Dicko up front or Bod. Or Gladden. Oh. <laughs> is Paul Gladden just a new fan cast cult hero at this point? Yes, yes, yes. he is. Just yeah. let's get this set in stone now. For he can't be any worse than what's happened in the last two games, in the last month or so. And when when was the last time one of them scored? You said this last August, week. Uh, August, August, it was against. Um, it was against Burns, August twenty third. Yeah. 
His last time a striker scored. Yeah. But listen, Matt Doherty scored more than Bodvarsson yeah. now yeah, this season. Exactly, it's ridiculous. And can someone just, if either of you two know the answer to this, someone I saw on Twitter this week uh, suggested that Gladden would be staying at Wolves until the end of the season because he's already played for two Twice, teams. Yeah, yeah. So what? So I don't know what is that rule. I you can't if you you can only play for two teams in one football se- football calendar year. Yeah, right. So if you if you move to a third, you need like, to go think, through a court appeal. Who was it? As Mascherano. And to Mascherano when he was at Corinthians. Yeah, then he went to West Ham. And then when he tried to move to Liverpool because he realised yeah. he was actually quite good at football, they had to like, <laughs> they had to like basically appeal it. It usually goes through. There was another one since. So therefore, we, there was we, we, we've know. got Gladden for the season. So why not just use him? There's no. Play can, he, can he go on loan? Yeah, you can do loans. Oh, so we'll be gone on loan. That's fine. Sorry, oh, I mean, just I'm, breaks my illusion of of Gladden finally seeing me. I mean, the way we're playing. The midfield was so bad last night that it just turned into a long ball again. Mm. And you're playing long ball to new Dicko. Mm. So, why don't you play long ball to someone who can head the ball, who's tall? He doesn't want to be Bob Varson because that's not his game. I think we should start the hashtag, hashtag Gladden's guys. <laughs> we could get t-shirts <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Our, it's our new thing to try and get Gladden we really should do into lot. the first team I, again. Hashtag, well. yes, hashtag Gladden's guys. Do you think we should do a, like a fan cast Christmas meal at Shiffnel Balti? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put a spotter on the door just, just in case yeah. it comes in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do predictions then for Saturday. Uh, Wolves against Nottingham Forest. Uh, what's your gut telling you right now? Wednesday night of recording this podcast uh, for Forest v Wolves right before Christmas. Stu, will your prediction be full of Christmas cheer or Christmas coal? I'm just going to go for that. Christmas coal? Yeah, I'm, what's the negative? Cheer? Krampus? That's the anti-Santa. Okay. And also a very fun film. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for coal. Cheer or coal? We'll, 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 are you, it's, so you going to get a um, chocolate orange or a piece of coal? That seems to. Uh, yeah. I don't like chocolate orange, though, so it's going to be difficult. I don't know. <laughs> I should have picked something I actually like. Are you going to get a box of heroes yeah. or a box of roses? Because that's fair, no one really eats the roses anymore. Can you get them anymore? You can do. Have they, like, taken what? out for. Packaging, packaging, yeah, packaging's different as well inside for the sweets. Yeah, so you can't actually... Yeah, is it, are they all the same colour? Or something's happened with the packaging that it makes it hard to actually know which one you're having. It's making it's heroes, heroes or roses, do <laughs> Which one is it? It's so ridiculous. We could go there and win 3-0, something like that. But what is it? Heroes or roses, your prediction? <sighs> heroes or roses. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, Dave's about to break, guys. 2-1. 2-1. I'll, I'll lure for a 2-1 win. 2-1 win. He's I don't know why, because he doesn't make any sense. Scorer. That's the only reason I'm going to score us. Doherty. Paul Gladden. Paul Gladden. <laughs> yes! Hashtag Gladden's guys. <laughs> so, uh, Rich, prediction. What have you got telling you right now? I'm going to go mm-hmm. Heroes. Heroes, yeah? Yeah. And what are you going for? I was going to go 2-1 as well, but because I can't have the same as Stuart, I'm going to go 1-0. And I don't know how Ooh. we're going to keep a clean sheet, but we are. And oh. yeah, I think it's... And I reckon it's going to be Dicko to score. Like, it'll come off like his arse or something. I was going to say, this is probably one to do a poll on Twitter, but heroes or celebrations? Uh, heroes. Clear. Uh, well, it could tie nicely say, into the like, podcast corner. Ooh. It's a corner, sorry. No one's asked us that. I was going to say... Uh, oh, no, hang on. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no one's no. asked that question. Anyway, so I'm going to go for... Uh, I'll even... Not even... I'll say uh, roses, and I think we're going to lose 1-0. 
That's what a more realistic. Yeah. yeah, it's a more realistic storyline. Anyway, so let's do the final part of this week's podcast, which is Twitter Corner. It's your chance to send us your Wolves or non-Wolves related questions, and we will answer them. If you're not on Twitter, you can send us your questions still via email, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, or on our Facebook page, just go on to Wolves Fancast and drop a comment on our wall. Uh, let's start off firstly with... No drum roll. Uh, Lewis Taylor, who says, uh, do you think Lambert can sort our team out for us to challenge for promotion next season? From League One. Do you think he's going to be here next season? <laughs> promotion from League One, yeah, because... Let's say, let's, no, let's say in the Championship we get a comfortable, nice little low-end um, Championship um, finish like we did last season. We're going to next season. Will Lambert, with the money and the resources behind us, be able to put a craft a team together to challenge for promotion? I don't think he'll get the chance. I don't think I, he'll last I, the summer. I was going to say, I think the bigger question is, will he be here? Yeah, I don't think he is. I don't think he'll last the summer. Because he's only, I'm presuming he's only on a rolling one-year contract, like they all are. Mm. Um, and Gary Rowe going today, like I said earlier, as they call it, semi-joke, but I'll do it now. I'll just buy the ball and say, well, there you go, sorry, you've, you ain't done it. Mm-hmm. Get someone in, in who's... <laughs> so you think, so... so the, I don't think he'll get the chance. So the question is actually open to a bigger question of whether he'll be here yeah. next, so no. next season. No. By, by default. No. no, Rich. I'd be surprised, no. No, I'd be surprised. Uh, Joe Bromley, best Christmas song? Wham, last Christmas. Solid choice. Although, I have been... I only heard it the other day, Kelly Clarkson one, Underneath the Tree. Never um, heard it. it was, I think it was last year or the year before. I've, I've heard it about 16 times in the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> Using Amazon Music. Rich. It tells you all the words. I did see it come through earlier. You know, it, it's that question's probably taking a bit too much of my time this evening. If yeah. You wouldn't have been quite in the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go slave, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. It's, a classic. No, it's a local one. Pretty much everyone can kind of have some tenuous link to Slade as well. Around Americans there. don't know these things, though. Oh. Apart from Steve, obviously. I was yeah. gonna say, are we gonna have to yeah. introduce Steve to um, <laughs> Slade? No. Oh, we have got a new fan in um, in Washington oh. as well, Amy, who's. Um, a Baltimore Orioles fan, baseball yeah. boys, same colour shirts. Very good. Hello, Amy. Yeah, Listen. there you go. She don't know Christmas songs, though. <laughs> wizard. Oh, she could be no, the wizard of no, the day. They don't know Wizard. Yeah, but that's the best song. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the best song. Um, AJ Smith, who invented the skip? Who invented the skip? Yeah. The crisps. The crisps or units to store rubbish? All the. See, I was thinking of the rope. I was thinking of the rope. The skipping rope. Oh, the skipping rope. Ah. Yeah. What do you mean, like the camp kind of way of walking? <laughs> this is not an interpretation. Wow. wow. Uh, do any of us know the answers to any of the above? <laughs> no. I'd say just in for this that one. But. Uh, I know it's a partridge reference, but again, open it up to a wider topic again. <laughs> See, this is what's magical about Twitter Corner. <laughs> um, Joe, uh, or That Silent Wolf on Twitter says, Joshua or Klitschko? He ain't boxing. It'll be 18 months by the time that fight comes around. You were saying to the Joshua. Yeah. Rich? I like Joshua, but I'm going to go Klitschko. I think he's, I think he's just going to keep him at bay. I mean, that idiot that he was in the ring with on Saturday night. That he's was... not a boxer. He's a bum. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he looked like the, the draggy bit of a kebab shop. Yeah. Did, did you watch it? No, honestly. It, it was embarrassing for no. what? I'm, 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 I'm going to. At the minute, my gut is unfortunately telling me Klitschko. I just, it's going to be a massive test, which is the biggest test, really, for Joshua this year. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's never fought 
anyone that good. Mm. And it's such a big step up from what he's used to. Um, yeah, but we but shall he see. hasn't four for 18 months. But we shall see. Uh, next question. We've got, to, we've got to fire through these. Uh, Jay Anderson, favourite favorite Christmas film? Die Hard, obviously. And it is a is, Christmas film. Yeah. I, 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 no, that's yes, it is. They even said it on the Ramble, didn't they? Yeah, they did a poll. Yeah, mm. but... And it's an official poll because it was over 2,000 people. Okay, so... Okay, I understand it that it's at Christmas. Because you've got something like Great Escape, which is historically and culturally always played at Christmas time. Yeah. Not set at Christmas. Yeah, it's like so. Mary Poppins. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Iron Man 3. <laughs> set at oh, Christmas. Take, take, it's set at sure Christmas. <laughs> it's set at Christmas. Yeah. Is it a Christmas film? Well, it, it can. But, but it's not a Christmas film. Okay. <laughs> Christmas films that have got. Christmas things in them, not set at Christmas. Is that what you're changing the interpretation to? I'm trying to suggest that Christmas films should be films that the context of the film is about Christmas, not that when it's set at a certain time of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are the Elf or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? There we go. Sorted. Yeah, I was going to say... Because you'd have have to say Iron Man 3 is a Christmas film because it's set at Christmas. But I you found a lot of returns. People, yeah, you put you won't be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. It's it's a debate. Somehow, all of your comments in this is related to an item. Peter P- Pete Ahab says, uh, "What Star Wars character would you want on the team to fight relegation slash evil empire slash rebel scum?" Great question. By the way, that is. What Star Wars character would you have? It's a curveball. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have one character. I would have a and an, a collection of characters. The band from the cantina, just to be on, uh, be on the pitch uh, pre-game, just to play the repeated song. So at least you've been a nice little jolly mood before the game. Lander, yeah, just because he's a bit of a wily old fox. He's a bit of a scumbag, but he's a good guy as well. So he's a bit. He's a bit like a stoke defending. And we need someone in defence. He's a bit wily, yeah. but he's ultimately good. He's a badass with a heart of gold. Exactly. Yeah. Rich. I'm going to go Mace Windu. Okay, yeah. Because there's a lot of background about him. And like... <laughs> well, then he, he was the one who made... Um, who did that thing to... Who, why Grievous can't breathe properly. Yeah. But that's not canon anymore because they took it away. He fought for a long time. He was the one who's been bounced for force and he actually taps into the dark side... Yeah, so, yeah, I'm gonna go him because like he's, I mean Sam Jackson's also, you yeah. know, it's definite badass. Because he was in the animated, the traditional mm-hmm. animated mm-hmm. Clone Wars film, where he was the one who uh, crushed uh, Grievous's lungs. But that's not canon anymore. It's only the CG. Clone Wars. Yeah, little uh, little geek reference for you there. Yeah. I've watched every single episode of it, both <laughs> and Rebels, which is good. Oh, and finally. Um, I, I don't know if this is a joke question, so apologies. Tom Rouse <laughs> says, uh, who was the last Harry to play for Wolves? Oh. Apart from before uh, Burgoyne. Yeah, I guess so. I presume before Burgoyne. Look, it's late, I'm tired. Who <laughs> uh, the last Harry to play you, for Wolves? You're probably talking about like 60s, 50s, something like yeah. that. Someone knows the answer to this. The last Harry to play for Wolves before Harry Burgoyne. I bet you'll be someone from two years ago. Like, I oh, bet yeah. Someone, I bet, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be someone under a Glen Hoddle here or something, and we just... You tell us, at WWC Fancast, last Harry to play for before Harry Burgoyne. That's the end for Twitter Corner. Thank you very much for your questions. We uh, 
We like to think that we took people's questions and took, made them into other questions. <laughs> we invented the different scrolls of skip. I'm sure you can all let us know at WFT Just like to make you think more than anything exactly. else, you know? Make sure you get your questions in for Twitter Corner at WFT Fancast or email us podcast at wallsfancast.com. And that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. Look for a new website or web solution. Check them out at operacreative.com. And you can follow us on social media throughout the week with our usual quotes and gifts and ramblings. Just search Wolves Fancast on your platform and we will probably be there. Next week, we'll be back for our kind of Christmas special because it's the last podcast before Christmas uh, where we'll be talking about that game against Nottingham Forest. But for this week, it's bye from Rich. Harry Robertham uh, oh. played uh, wing half for Wolves, Fulham and Brentford um, in the early 1900s and was killed in the Battle of Somme in 1916. Somme. Yeah, And goodbye. That's well, I'll leave it on. <laughs> Stu, what do you think about the um, the internet, the adverts, which is the best advert this year? Before we go for Christmas, yeah. Um, I'm going for the um, the Flash advert. It's not Chris related; just a good advert. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just good content-driven yes. advert. It's a, it sells the products. It's a catchy it's tune to it. You know the song. Solid. And you know the product at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going for the James Corden one. The one that James Corden sings. Oh, yeah. I was, which one's that? Is it Sainsbury's? Yeah. So we couldn't I, remember what it's for. I haven't seen that, but yeah. It's all like claymation and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>